This podcast is brought to you by the Deluxe Edition Network. To find more great shows on our network, head over to the den.show. Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the shit show 2.0. Okay, boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who who are obviously mentally ill. You want to be my wife? Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick. What is going on? And welcome to Take on a World with Yours Truly, Johnny, 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 <laughs> Johnny, Johnny. I think I say that. Oh, I don't know. I gotta come up with some new material. You do because you're getting old. Yeah, and stale. Stale. And we want to keep all our 15 listeners <laughs> on the edge of their seat. Uh, Ed, Mike D, we're here today. Uh, we just wrapped up our episode about the Eastern State Penitentiary. Um, Johnny the Thumb. I'm going to talk about the Den, the Dog Edition Network. And uh, Real Estate New is the spotlight uh, podcast for the month of March. Um, so he's does real estate stuff, Berks County, beyond. I guess it's useful to know that information if you're looking oh, for a absolutely. house. absolutely. I, I don't know because I've... I'm going through a process right now and it's, it's frustrating. And well, <clears> listen <throat> to him, maybe get some tips. I'm going to. I will definitely. Because I, I, I don't really know. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I have to totally rely on somebody. Plus, the real estate market's all fucked up right now. Yeah. It yeah, is outrageous. You got a freaking pandemic. Just got out of a pandemic. Are we out of the pandemic? But I think. Be, well, they started a war to get us out of the pandemic. So well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We're in the middle of World War Three. Thank you, Russia. Uh, Ended the pandemic. You know what? I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for Ukraine next week. I'll take a couple of weeks off. <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, we'll take a little vacay. And when I get back, <laughs> I can see you. I might look a little different. I'm here for my, my AK. <laughs> yeah. I'll certainly be a lot thinner. <laughs> you'll be heavier because you'll have bullets in you. <laughs> <clears throat> Did you see that one meme that was like this really fat kid camo? And I mean like fat. <clears throat> and it says me after I get drafted into World War Three. <laughs> and he's like trying to run forward. Looks like the Michelin man in camo. So you kicked me a topic and it kind of threw me off a little bit because there's more than one killer with this name. Yes. And, um, and you were very specific. You went to do the New York one. Yeah, where's the other one? Ohio? Yeah, I think it was Ohio. Um, so I started researching. I'm like, Ohio? I thought you said fucking New York. And then I looked. I searched New York, and this guy's name came up. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was looking yeah. at the wrong one. <clears throat> yeah. So this is the Torso Killer, also known as the Times Square Ripper. Uh, what do you would think? Like, how many fucking Torso Killers are out there? I would think one's enough. Well, there's at least two. <laughs> uh, so you used to call me that in, a, in high school, torso killer. Yeah. 
They called me the donut killer. <laughs> uh, Richard Francis Cunningham. Francis! Any of you faggots call me Francis, <laughs> and I kill you. Settle down, Francis. What the hell is that from? Taps. Stripes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stripes. Yeah. Um, not Taps. I just remember Francis from uh, the Goonies. Francis! My leg! So, uh, Richard Francis kind of Dick Franny. <clears throat> Dick Liss. Uh, was born 1925. <laughs> Wait, where, where does it say that? He was born on 42nd Street. <laughs> <laughs> he was born November 25th, 1946, in Bronx, New York. Uh, so, this all came about because on December 2nd, 1979, firefighters were responding to an alarm at a shitty little hotel, the Travel in, Travel Inn Hotel. I mean, seedy. Yeah. Uh, West 42nd Street and 10th Avenue in the vicinity of Times Square. They had to force their way inside the build, inside the room to put out the fire. When they got in there, they expected to see maybe a couch on fire, someone fell asleep with a cigarette, uh, the drapes on fire, the bed on fire. But what they found was much more horrifying. Stretched out on the bed were two headless corpses. The bodies had their hands and heads removed. That's how they're headless. Yeah, I think we came to that conclusion earlier. <laughs> okay. Uh, they were doused with lighter fluid instead of blaze, the torso. Uh, the missing body parts, the head and hands, were never found. Uh, it took an x-ray to identify one of the victims. Which was Dia Guzzo? Huh? Didi. No, she's she was Muslim. She was Kuwaiti. It's it's not pronounced Didi. Oh, Guzzari. Twenty-two. She was an immigrant from Kuwait, and she was working as a prostitute. The other headless corpse was never identified. Both women were tortured then murdered. So the homicides detect the homicides detectives linked the murder with another murder of a teenage hooker named Helen Sykes. Uh, she had gone missing from Times Square in 1979 when her head was found hanging by a thread. I would imagine, like almost cut all the way okay, off. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't remember that. Her legs had also been hacked off. Eventually, her legs Jesus were Christ. her legs were found like a block away from the rest of her body, but they were the the legs were posed. They were laying side by side as if they were still attached to the body. Get him? Nope. God damn! When did fruit flies become so fast? Well, it's it's a cat fly. It's not a fruit fly. It's got nine lives. <clears throat> So, on May 5th, 1980, the police found another prostitute, 19 years old, Valerie Street, dead in a hotel room at a Quality Inn in Hasbrock Heights, New Jersey. Uh, 
The victim's hands were handcuffed tightly behind her back. She was covered in bite marks, beaten across the shins. She died of asphyxiation by strangulation and then was stuffed under the bed in the room. So when they came in, they searched her room, they found her underneath the bed. Uh, her entire body was beaten. The killer had eaten away at her nipples. Oh my god. Almost completely severing one. Uh, <laughs> so I, that's that's news to me. So that's crazy. So they link those two to this one. This murder was linked to another murder that was done earlier at that motel. Twenty-six-year-old X-ray technician uh, Marianne Carr was also found brutally beaten, but the police could not get a positive link to the crimes until after the arrest was made. So they didn't link it right away. But uh, after uh, the arrest was made, they put two and six together and came up with another murder. So, uh, in the 70s, in New York City at this time, which I never knew this, but um, I was trying to find it on here. Actually, the crime was so bad, the mayor at the time, this was before Giuliani, the mayor at the time, Laid off, I think, 5,000 uh, police officers. Crime was rampant. There was, like, murders every day. Multiple murders. Oh, almost like now. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it was very similar. Uh, it was mob run. And there was a trash strike going on. So, I don't remember if you, you've seen the movie Taxi Driver, right? Yes. That was about the same era. Just dark, grimy, seedy. And it takes place in the same area. And um, the uh, gar- all the garbage workers went on strike because the mob told them to. When your mob knows, you do what you're told. And so there was piles of trash on the you know on the streets all around in this area, Forty Second Street. And um, plus, almost every single establishment was a, a brothel or a, a porn store or a place where you can go watch porn and. It's just dark, grimy, dirty, pretty much the Wild West. Okay. And they <laughs> actually gave tourists, like, a freaking card, like we got it at uh, Carmen's, saying, you know, how to survive New York City. Like, oh, like uh, and it had a skull and crossbones on it. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's like, do not go here. Do not go past this. Do not ride on this train. You know, stay within this. I know. Well, I, I know... Uh, <clears throat> Now that you're talking, I'm talking the 80s now, the late 80s, uh, in Chicago, we were told by, by base, look, you go on Liberty and you go to Chicago, they would give you a map of areas you were not allowed to go. Yeah. If you got caught there, which we did. Like, it's on you. No, no, you got, you actually, came, they brought you up on charges on base. <clears throat> because, <laughs> it's a little story, when we went to government property, son. We went down to... There was there was actually a Seven Eleven. They called Seven Eleven from Hell. You were not allowed to go to the Seven Eleven. So what did we do? Well, let's go to the Seven Eleven from Hell. Let's go to Seven Eleven. So while we were in there, the place was getting robbed. The place got robbed. So we're standing there, and <clears throat> the guy has a gun, and we're like, "Fuck this!" And one of my buddies lunges towards the guy. So we all did. His gun goes off. One of my buddies gets shot in the face. 
like right in the cheek. Took like part of the cheekbone and shit out and everything. Subdued the guy. The cops come. They take the guy away. They thank us. So their captain, precinct captain or commander, whatever the fuck he is, calls the base and tells the base, hey, we just want to thank you guys for, for you know, stopping this robbery. They probably saved a life. You know, how is the sailor who got shot? Well, we we were being questioned. We were being questioned. We didn't know what happened to our buddy. Like, he just disappeared. We thought he took off so he wouldn't get caught. He wouldn't get in trouble. Uh, but they kept on saying that there was blood on the floor. He said, well, nobody got shot. And so what happened was he went into shock. Never seek. He, he never went for medical treatment or anything. So now this guy was a California kid, laid back, surfer dude. He's sitting on, he used to always sit on a chair at muster in the morning and you had to stand at attention. And the senior chief would always, or the chief would always walk by, smack him in the head, say, yo, kid, get up. So he, he'd stand up. Well, this, this morning he's got a hoodie on. He never, he was in the same clothes. He had a hoodie on and he's like slumped over in the, in the chair. We thought, oh, he made it back. Fuck, we didn't even know. <laughs> so the chief comes by, smacks him in the head, says, get up. And why aren't you, why aren't you in proper uniform? He stands up, his hoodie comes down, and like this whole part of his face is just pussy. And like, we're like, oh, fuck. So by this time, the base had found out that we were down there. We all get called in the captain's mask, and, and we're, we're, we're going to bring us up on charges for being there because it's, it's a forbidden place. And this dude gets shot, they end up dropping the charges on us, get this kid medical treatment. And like to this day, he's got this fucking nasty, like, Nasty, horrible scar. Like this guy, he's two faced for real. <laughs> and uh, the the what the captain says is, knowing that he got shot because you went there is punishment enough for you. Yeah. So we didn't really get in it. Like we didn't really get our hands smacked or nothing. But like this kid was, like I, I don't. He didn't get a medical discharge. He he served out his, his whole uh, his whole thing. But. Uh, like you were saying about the cards, well, we had a map that we were not allowed to go to these areas. Yeah. And then the base comes to us and says, hey, we need, we want people to go down to the inner city school and tutor kids. So I went down. I went down to tutor the kids. And because I also knew that we didn't have to get back on the bus on the way up because we had liberty the rest of the day and we could drink and party. Yeah. So we went down to tutor the kids and then we, we'd screw around in, in Chicago for, for a while and then we'd go back to base the next day. Anyway, the the district we were going to was is, is was one of the red districts. You weren't allowed to go there. So, but they would send us down there to tutor kids in the school as, as like a, a community outreach thing. Anyway, <clears throat> I just thought it was that they. I thought it was just the military that had, but you're saying they had a do not go here, cards and. Yeah, I, I think it was like they showed a picture of it. It was maybe like a piece of paper or something, but it was like I had it like skull and crossbones on the top of it, and <laughs> it was like how to survive New York City. But it was just you know you think of you know a place that doesn't have any cops and people are just running around. They're like porn was off the hook. Like they got they got interviewing a guy and he's like, yeah, we had live sex shows every night, and uh, <clears throat> you know you'd have the stage and one bed, and he's like, me and my wife would just perform. He's like, there's only certain things you could do. It was regulated that way, but I want to look up this Hasbrock Heights, New Jersey. See if it's just across the river. <clears throat> oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. 
Yeah, it's near the ferry. Uh. Oh, yeah. It's just across the river. That's cool. That's what I figured. I mean, since this guy's killing zone was like Lower East Side, New York, Bronx. Yes, that's exactly where it was, right in this area. There's a, you probably have, I'm sure it's on here somewhere, but um, some famous hotel. Well, some famous hotel in New York City in Manhattan. And I kept wanting to say the Cecil, but that's the one uh, in L.A. Isn't that the... Uh, the Haunted Cecil, yeah, where Richard Ramirez yeah, stayed? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like where vagrants go. You can pay like two bucks a night to stay there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <clears throat> oh, okay. Here it is. Welcome. Oh, there you go. Welcome to Fear City. Which reminds me, there's an there's another. You got to send me that picture so I can post that up. Okay. Um, but yeah, I can look it up. Yeah, here's the here's the pictures of them on the trash strike. Yeah, I knew about the trash strike. <clears throat> A survival guide to visitors to the city of New York. <laughs> like, how <laughs> fucked up is that? I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Mm, not going. I don't think I would go there now. There it is. Well, side note, there's another documentary. It's, it's, um, oh, son of a, I think it's on Netflix. And it's called, I think it's called Fear City, or I know it has Fear City in the name. But it's about how everything was mob run in the 70s back then. Now all of a sudden, Netflix got shit that I want to watch. It's a good show. It's like uh, five or six episodes, I think. Yeah, I'm going to throw that picture up because I just downloaded it real quick. Yeah, but I just kind of wanted to like portray like the... The time. The atmosphere yeah. that this is in. It just... I can't say dark, seedy, and just ear like just just grinding away. Just just watch the movie Taxi Driver, and that'll well, give you the exact feeling. I remember, like seventy nine, I was nine years old, and uh, I remember how like everybody said, "Do not go to New York. New York is the murder capital of the world." And then it was Chicago's the murder capital. Then Baltimore's the murder capital of the world. But uh, that's that's how it was thought of back then. Yeah. So, and I guess uh, uh, Dickie Francis had a part to do with that. Yeah, this is this is his stomping grounds, man. This is where he can get away with all his shit. And so, um, on May fifteenth, another body of a prostitute, uh, Jean Rainier. Shallot. Rainier. Yeah, was strangled. Rainer. And her throat was cut and she was stabbed. Her breast had been cut off and body set on fire. The police were able to link this crime to the December 2nd, 1979 body. Uh, so uh, just one week after that, uh, on May 22nd, 1980. So now the first murder was December 2nd, the first known murder. 
which yeah. is December 2nd, 1979. Because from my research, and I don't have it here, uh, this guy got caught, and he got, they, they think he committed like 10 murders. They could prove five, but they think his death toll is much higher, that he may be connected to bodies uh, that go back um, uh, to 79, that, that go back 10 years from then. I think he even himself claims upwards to like 60 to 80 bodies. And they think it might be 100. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so uh, they were called, May 22nd, 1980, they were called to the same hotel or motel <coughs> uh, for a disturbance. A witness reported a girl screaming as if she was being tortured. Uh, when the police arrived, they caught a man trying to flee the room. Uh, so they detained him. They entered the room, and they found a young girl handcuffed to the bed. The woman was in hysterics and was, like, repeating over and over and over and over and over and over what she, he had done to her. She had been beaten, raped, sodomized, forced at knife point to perform oral sex. Uh, she was stabbed, and she had been bitten almost right through one of her nipples. Uh... No, this is also, too, a lot of these were prostitutes. I think they were all prostitutes you would pick up. Yeah, I, I think they all were. And prostitutes just, they, would, they wouldn't they would talk about it, or they would, they would let it go, let it slide, because prostitution obviously was illegal, and they would get arrested for it. And they were kind of, like, looked upon as, you know, lesser people, like, just trash, basically. Well, yeah, and you, I, I, I don't know that you, <clears throat> you, you see police disregarding murders of prostitutes, but I don't know if they get the attention that they that's, deserve yeah, sometimes. I think you're, that's, you hit the nail right on the I head think there. There's, I don't want to say all cops, because I, I, I'm a very big police supporter. True. But yeah. I, I think there's some I think for the most part, cops that just think... Especially in this time, yeah, where you have... Oh, back then, I think. Back then, that might have been the... You know, they're just thought oh, of another as, prostitute got killed. Okay. Well, not only killed, but just like they're less... They're, the reputation is kind of muddled by the life they live, and like you know, when you go to court or something, and you you see a drug addict or whatever, you're like, well, we really can't take the uh, <clears throat> the word of a drug addict. No, you know, he's unreliable. But and, and I guess <clears throat> I guess they got hardened because they would be unreliable for testimony too, because a prostitute would just disappear and yeah. never show up. So they said a lot of it was due to that, and like the cops didn't believe them for one. Um, or they just didn't speak up because they were afraid of getting arrested. So, this chick here was 18 years old. <clears throat> okay, this is what they found out after the fact, I believe. Uh, Cottingham picked up the 18-year-old Leslie Ann Odell, who was soliciting on the corner of Lexington Avenue and 25th Street. Uh, at some point, she agreed to have sex with him for $100. $100 back then, that's a lot of money. She must have been good. Uh, after dawn, uh, they checked in to the Hasbrock Heights Quality Inn, uh, where is where he mutilated, mutilated his last victim. Usually can't talk. Uh, Cunningham offered the girl a massage, and she rolled over onto her stomach. At this point, he's straddling her back, 
He drew out his knife, put it to her throat, where he snapped on a, the handcuffs onto her wrist and began torturing her, nearly biting off one of her nipples. She later testified that, he said, you have to take it. The other girls did. You have to take it too. You're a whore, and you have to be punished. Odell's muffled cries of pain became so loud that motel staff, who were already spooked by the, the murder eight days earlier, called the police and then rushed, rushed to the room demanding Cunningham open the door. Uh, so we kind of got, hold on, I got a little confused. This is, this is, his, his, this is where he got caught. She right, didn't, no, no, she no, didn't no, get no. killed. The she, last girl that you had, the cops came in, that's they kind of like stopped there. Is that's this girl, yeah. That's the same one? This is the story of what happened to her. Okay. The, the, after he was arrested and, and they, they questioned and, and the evidence was found, this is what they found to have happened. Yeah. So he, he's now arrested. He walks out of the room. He's arrested. Uh, when they arrest him, he really doesn't look like what you would consider a likely suspect. Didn't he uh, shave at this point? That I don't know. That might be something. That uh, came if you look at a picture of him, you got to show one picture of him. In his court hearing, he was shaved. And I don't know if it, he, I want to say it made him look less menacing or less like a creep. Like, the dude looked like a fucking, uh, like an old Santa Claus that like he molested kids. <clears throat> Go ahead. Go on. And then he, I can't remember if they said. Oh, that picture. <laughs> that's him older, but. This uh, has been younger. Yeah. This, so he, that picture third from the right on the top. This one? That one he shaved. That's okay. how he went to court. And I forget they said that he did that. I want to say he did that. Oh, I should know this, but I can't slip it up. Dude, I look at this picture, and I'm not going to mention her name. <laughs> did you uh, see it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it because yeah. I love the dude. Yeah. So anyway, I was trying to say, I can't remember if they said that he shaved that to elude them because they had a description of him or just to make himself look less creepy. In this picture, he's got a well-groomed beard. Look at that. And here he looks, like, he looks like the fucking lawyer. He doesn't look like I know. That's right, yeah. So if you go scroll back up to the top, go all the way to the right, um, that first picture on the left, there's two pictures in that one in it. This one here? Yeah. So did you did you have anything down about that lady? No. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, well, no, I'll wait to the end. Okay. There, might, uh, right, cause there's, there's, there wasn't much information. Even though there was a bunch of murders, there wasn't a whole lot of information on this. Yeah. And I wish I had taken the time to watch a video, but I didn't really have time. Yeah. See, like, that's how I like to, I like to get all my information from video. I, I love watching the videos, but you know what? Because the way I research, I want to stop the video and write something down. Yeah. And then start it. And then it, the whole, it, it takes forever. It takes forever yeah. and it loses something. So what I do is I go and do this research. Like I go to Murderpedia. I go to uh, the wiki page, which is mm -hmm. usually wrong. <laughs> and there's a couple other sites that have serial killer stuff on them. And I get as much information from the three or four sites that I'm on. And then I go watch those videos yeah. and I try to piece in stuff that they, 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 they so don't that's where have. I come in. Yeah. That's where I come. That's where you. That's that, that's your shit right there. Uh, on well, unfortunately, this one, I, I was a piece of shit this week. I didn't what? do anything. I was super busy at work. Just this week, dude. I did. I could not catch a break this week. <laughs> I mean, 
It was just on every day. Oh, that was too. So, my, I would have liked to done more, but you know, it is what it is. So, I was saying, he was like, he didn't seem like a likely suspect. He was a respected family man. He had a good job as a computer operator for a major health insurance company. But once they searched him and his home, things looked a little different. When he was arrested, when they searched him, they, they arrested him with handcuffs, a leather gag, two slave collars, a switchblade, a replica pistol, and a bunch of pills. Now, that might be your Friday night, bro. <laughs> but normal people, that ain't their Friday night. Uh, when they searched his house, he had a trophy room. And along with trophies for whatever, bowling and jacking off, whatever the fuck this guy did. <laughs> bowling and jacking off? <laughs> yeah. At the same time? He had a masturbating trophy. I don't know. If you could throw a strike and come at the same time. He had victim trophies. Yeah, that's laid out on the shelf with his trophies. Like, that's right. Gotta keep them separate. Like, dude, have a special area for it. Yeah, you're in the basement somewhere in the locked room. But it it, it was a a room dedicated to to trophies. (laughs) Like, his wife never noticed. Like, hey, what's this? uh, Why do you have a woman's labia on the wall? Why are like six nipples? (laughs) It's like, like, rotting away here. What is that? Is that a scab? That's a nipple. Uh, It's a fish nipple. His his wife had recently filed for divorce, and in the divorce paper, she cited extreme cruelty and saying that he had refused to have sex with her since 1978. He was also known to frequent gay bars. Mm. So I don't know how that fits into everything, because he, he he's biting off nipples and beating women. Jerking off the gay bars. And visiting gay bars, like, like, do your thing, bro, but I don't know why that jumped in there. So, Cunningham was charged. Uh, the, well, hey, we, we think he, like, did that to, like, throw people off? Like, I eh, know, he's just some kind of queer. Uh, if, I'm, if I get caught sucking dick, they don't think I'm doing the murders. <clears throat> <laughs> did, uh, did you get that text about Murphy and <laughs> who was the other guy? Hold on, speaking about if I get caught sucking a dick, <laughs> reminded me of this. <clears throat> Says Patty and Murphy fancy a pint, but only one, only between them they have one dollar. Patty says, "I got an idea." He goes out and buys one sausage, and comes back, and Murphy says, "Are you man? Now we're broke." And he goes, "Come on, Patty, follow me." So they go in the pub. Order two pints and drink them. Before they pay, Patty shoves a sausage through the zipper of his jeans and tells Murphy to get down on his knees and suck it. (laughs) The barman sees them, goes berserk, and throws them out. Ten pubs and ten pints later, Murphy says, I can't do this anymore. My knees are too sore and I'm I'm fished. And then Murphy says, How do you think I feel? I can't even remember which pub I lost the sausage in. Fucked up, bro. <laughs> He's not trying to be shit like that. That's messed up. Who's that?
he sent me that one. <laughs> he always sends me stupid shit. So anyway, Cunningham's list of charges were kidnapping, attempted murder, aggravated assault, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, aggravated assault while armed, rape, aggravated assault while armed, sodomy, aggravated assault while armed, fellatio, possession of a weapon, possession of controlled dangerous substance, which was... I don't know what any of those are. Cecobarbital? Am... Amrobarbital? And... Tunatol? I don't know. Tuna? Tunol? Possession of controlled dangerous substances, diazepam, and Valium. Uh... While in in prison, police were building a strong case against Cunningham and found three surviving victims. Uh, So, they're not even any of the attacks we've talked about. Uh, These attacks on these three had taken place in 1978, one year prior to his first known murder. So, that's nothing in... Like, this was a year spree. Right? That's a pretty short time. So, that, that was... December 79 through May. This is when he got all sloppy. Of 80. December 79 through May of 80. So that's five months, six months. He was a busy boy. And they're saying they had three victims in 78. There's no way. And we've said this before when we talked about Sierra. There's no way he didn't kill somebody before this. Hell no. You don't just go out and like butcher somebody in your first kill. uh, The three in 78 that he didn't kill, well, maybe. Maybe they were his lead-ups, and he, he got he got emboldened, and his first kill was December. I'm thinking... I don't know. I'm thinking he's... Is he taking these pills or giving them? He's, I think he's giving them the medication. I would... I think he's taking a lot of them. I mean, he, he might, like but I think he's roofing them. Sounds like he's getting sloppy, too. Uh, so, Cunningham had a working knowledge of forensics. In the 13, 13 years... During which he's known to commit 11 murders. Only one fingerprint was recovered. It was from the ratchet mag- mechanism of the handcuffs left behind by on one of the victims. Uh, <coughs> a case based on signature pattern was built against Cunningham, uh, along with the testimony of three surviving victims. Jeez. He was eventually found guilty of Valerie Street, the, uh, of Valerie Street, drawing a sentence of 173 years to 197 years in prison. The two following trials, he was found guilty of four second-degree murders. Uh, uh, there's no no chance this motherfucker getting out of jail. Uh, no. Uh, hey, Richard? Is that you? <laughs> but when I flash up the pictures, and I'll put a picture of his mugshot here, over Johnny's face, and I'll put his, the, the oldest picture I have on there, it looks like Santa Claus, over my face, and you'll see he's been in jail a long time, and he ain't getting out. Yeah. What uh, do you think the first thing he would do when he got out? Probably rape and kill somebody. Yeah, probably. He'd probably get caught for it right away, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in early 1980s, Cunningham was convicted of five murders. In 2010, he pled guilty. 2010? 
10. He pled guilty. Not that long ago. In a 1967 murder. So now, you know he killed somebody in 67. He had three victims in 78. There's no freaking way. He went almost 10 years without. He went 10 years without killing somebody. Yeah. Uh, He pled guilty to kidnapping, raping, and drowning a pair of teenagers in 74. He also confessed to three murders in New Jersey schoolgirls in 1968 and 69. Uh, and he, he pled guilty and returned for immunity for prosecution. Now, there's something else I, I did not get on here because I had to run around this afternoon. And I'm going to pull it up here. Let me see. No, no, no. Nine. While he was committing his crimes, he was arrested several times. I got to find it. And this is small printing. Oh, yeah, that is. He, he, He was arrested, tried, and convicted in New Jersey. Not New York. Because <laughs> that murder, that hotel, was in that... Yeah, that, that seedy hotel. Yeah, the seedy hotel across the river. There was another seedy hotel that he took him to in New York. I, I gotta try to find well, This is like research on the fly here. Well, I know I read it that he had been arrested several times while he was committing these murders. And I don't know if it was on the wiki page or the Murderpedia page. <clears throat> here, first arrest. There we go. Uh, I got. I'm, I'm going to copy this over to a, a document so I can make it a size that I can read. <laughs> so I'll, I'll talk about this for a sake. So <clears throat> one of his murder victims' daughter befriended him. In jail. Oh, that's the lady with the picture. <clears throat> uh, Jennifer Weiss. And what was her... You could scroll back up to the top. And... <clears throat> uh, I don't remember a Weiss theme. No. There was a Sykes. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Sykes, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Jennifer Weiss. Well, maybe that's her married name? Yeah, I just thought it was like... Uh, uh, just weird. Like, she befriends her mother's killer, and it's not like he did just strangled her. He, like, chopped her to fuck up and shit, you know? Yeah, I know. Like, uh. Bit her nipples off, set her on fire, and, I mean, she's not a bad looking girl. So, the daughter. <laughs> um, and she says, quote, he's like a father now. What? He's like a father to me. He's like a father figure. Fucking freak. Yeah. A father that fucking murders and rapes women. Oh, her mother was the, um, was the girl, the, the Degadarazi from, uh, the Kuwaiti. Yeah. So that, at the time when he was arrested, it was his first known murder. Yeah, so that was the one where he chopped her head off and set the two skulls next to each other. Chopped her head and hands off. <clears throat> yeah. 
Hold on now. Dude's married. That's the way to chop the legs off. <clears throat> like, here, you gotta throw that photo up there. That's picture. Okay, I'll get that. Like, that's fucking creepy. So, <clears throat> Cunningham was arrested for several minor, they say minor charges. These are not minor charges now. Uh, several minor charges throughout his killing spree. But the police were not aware of the murders at the time. So, on October 3rd, 1969, he was charged and convicted with DUI in New York City. He was sentenced to 10 days in jails and a $50 fine. Can you imagine that? No. A DUI now costs you thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. Uh, Cunningham was charged uh, on August 22nd, 1972, was charged with and convicted of shoplifting at Stern's Department Store in Paramus, New Jersey, which I know that's right across the river, too. Like, dude's making good money. At least... He was sentenced to pay a $50 fine. Well, you know, uh, we know some. well, I know somebody <clears throat> who made excellent money, had money in his pocket, yet was shoplifting from Cabela's. It, it was uh, a compulsion. Like, he, he was not a I mean, he's a bad dude for, for stealing, but he was not a bad dude overall. Right. Uh, like, if you knew him, he was a meek and meager guy. Weird, but meek and meager. I think that, that shoplifting charge is a cry for, for help, cry for attention. <clears throat> yeah. And maybe, maybe this was too. I don't know. Because 72, he was working as a computer. Computer guy. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. This Jennifer Weiss chick. <laughs> and she says, I could go there with anger, but, you know, you know, a lot of people that are in therapy or, you know, are trying to better themselves. You know, you're never going to better yourselves by, you, ultimately, I guess the idea is you want to forgive the person. Forgiveness is not for you, it's for me. So I can get, get over it. Right. You know, because if I have hate in my heart, all the time that's just going to weigh down on me and bring me down as a person but man I don't know if I could ever find it in my heart if somebody did that to like my mom or, or one of my relatives I would go there with the intention of ramming a fucking steel rod right through his fucking neck I'm looking <clears> for that picture so I can get that just I don't want that split screen picture yeah what was her name Jennifer Weiss W-I-E-S-S. There we go. That's the one? Yep. Well, she looks like she's strangling him there. That's what she's doing. Well, not actually strangling him. But like that, that's a huggy, huggy picture. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And I think this dude fucking mutilated your mom. But I mean, whatever. If that if that's what helps her get through her life and sleeping, I just wonder what this sick fuck thinks. I'd like to I'd like to scalp him from like just his whole entire head and his fucking eyebrows, all the white shit, all the white hair on his head. I'd like to fucking just skin it like a salmon. Yeah, I I. I uh... Uh, unfortunately, like 
that's really what I got for this. But I want to talk for a second about like these chicks who are writing and and guys in jail and having a relationship with guys in jail. And, <laughs> yeah. Like every profession, like you have you have uh, what do they call them? The chicks who fight. Yeah, I think of my love life, and then I see like some fucking murderer in jail is like happy with his boo next to him I'm like so you're telling me there's a chance <laughs> and then the next girl I meet I wind up face first into a fucking Lexus <laughs> then <laughs> um like in the wrestling business they have ring rats chicks who hang around a ring oh rat. really we never talked about that with the uh your your obsession for the one who was the set, the one with the. Oh, we never did. Let's no. We, we, I never came back, and then when we when he was here the last time, I was late, and you guys were already doing your thing, and it didn't occur to me. We forgot about it. <clears throat> That's a story. He's got to be here for that. He was yeah. You wanted to tell it, but I said no. He's got to be. I want to hear it from both sides. But the both sides are the same story. Well, no, I know, but I just want to hear. I want to get the full. Because I'm, pr- I'm sure there's probably shit that he remembers that you don't. Yeah, there's probably. Or you tried to block out. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you have fu- chicks who chase firefighters. You have ba- badge bunnies who fight who who chase after cops. Well, chicks that chase after old men and their money. And and CEOs have nobody. <laughs> uh, gold diggers. Um. It's just like you know someone. Maybe it's because it's safe. They're they're on death row and and you're never gonna have to have a real relationship. I don't know. Uh, maybe we should do an episode on that. They're marrying cats in jail, man. Yeah, all these cool cats and kits. All these cool cats and kits. Did you see that? There's a. Uh, yeah, I did. I don't know about that. A show coming out. And it's uh, Carol or uh, Joey Ladder versus Carol Baggins, Baskins, Baskins, fucking Carol Baskins. You know, I when I when that first came out, actually, I wasn't. Everybody was off. When you came out of what? When that came out? Oh, you said when I first came out. Whatever. Is that a Freudian slip, there, buddy? <laughs> it might be. But Something uh, you need to tell me when that first came out. I didn't know. What the fuck do people keep talking about this? Fucking Joe Exotic and the Tigers and shit. I'm like, what the? It was like this big thing. And well, then you told me about it. I, I got quarantined. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, like I no, I didn't watch someone quarantined. No, no, it was before that because I yeah. got sick. I watched, I watched it, it while I was sick. I watched it at my sister's place because I got quarantined right after you did, and I think right around that time I watched it at my. And I'm like, is this an actual movie? I'm like, what the? I I thought it was fake. That's what I did too. I got like three things into it, and I'm like. Wait a minute, is this real? She's like, Yes! And I'm like, No fucking way. I thought, Look at this thing, it's fucking fake. So, this was the Tiger King we're talking about. And when I got COVID two years ago, uh, I was, exp- I had been in contact with John and a couple other guys at work, and they all got quarantined. I did not get sick, by the way. But either. you told me about it before you were quarantined. Yeah, it had to be, because I remember when I was quarantined, because was- you were talking about it, and I walked in the shop. I was when I got quarantined. I was living in. Uh, uh, that's what it was. 
I, at the time, I was when I got quarantined, I was in my apartment, and I think it was like a week before that I had watched. I popped over to my sister's house and watched that at her house because I was bored. I'm like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hang out with my sister, and uh, and she's like, you gotta, you gotta check this out. But I remember all these people were like talking about it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I had no idea what it was. And uh, and, and when I when I was quarantined, I watched the entire thing. And, it, and here's the funny thing, because Rob Schneider last night was was, <laughs> was talking about that, and he goes, he goes, you know, and I watched it like, like this is crazy. Yeah. He goes, but I'm watching it like, what's gonna happen next? <laughs> and that's exactly how it was. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. It can't be real. Yeah. I got to see what happens. Like, There's no way this is fucking real. Because he's talking about, you know, how about uh, two straight guys sleeping. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. dude, for meth. <laughs> I think it looked pretty real though when that tiger fucking ripped that girl's arm off. Yeah. And when the dude killed himself. I forget that one. One of his gay lovers killed himself. Shit, right. Popped himself. He, he, like, he popped That's himself right. on, like, not on camera for the show, but That's right. on a security yes. camera. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh man! But that's another thing. Like this guy is obviously fucked up in the head. Oh my god! Yeah, I'd like to see like that, how does he get like how does he in a relationship with anybody, much less to anybody? Yeah, like know. do your thing, love who you love. I don't care. I don't care. Who well, you the one the one lover who had his like name like tattooed across his yeah, I know he got that but, removed. But he's like, I'm not gay. He got his teeth fixed. He's like married to a woman now. You're not gay, but. Swallowed a dick for ten years. Yeah, or did he? Maybe he was given. <sighs> okay, it's too gay. Are Are you in the pitching ain't gay category? No, I don't care. You do you, bro. I still love you either way. I I couldn't do it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, that that was not real convincing. I couldn't do it. Blah. <laughs> I hope he bought that. <laughs> hope nobody's listening. Anyway, you know what that is? <laughs> uh, so we took on the torso killer, the Times Square Ripper. <clears throat> I wonder if there's a uh, Richard Francis. Cunningham, just more. Uh, I don't know. I wish I had watched a couple of videos on this because the, the I information. Really, I don't think there's a whole lot out there, though. As many people as he's killed, there should be much more on this. I, I think because but, here, I'm going to show you. Here, I'm going to I'm going to pull up the uh, Murderpedia page. He he. In this one article I read, he says he claims he's got over a hundred. Look, there's nothing. Like all this shit down the bottom is, is comments from. From people, yeah. But the information stops right here. It goes there to there. It's like two pages, and that doesn't make any sense to me because, like, they know he killed eleven people. Maybe it's just <clears throat> this is the number of victims is six. <clears throat> That's how many he was convicted of. So the Murderpedia page only. Put they only put down the number of victims they were convicted of, but 
The other says 11. I think, you know why? You know what? Because I bet this probably wasn't covered in the news. It wasn't heightened and it was not glamorized. 79 to 84. You you had Jimmy Carter and. and, uh, If you look at, like, the Night Stalker, like, that guy was in the press. Yeah. Uh, the Golden State Killer, um, which th- that's another one. Like you, whatever happened to that guy? They found him, they arrested him, and that's the last you heard of that. See, this guy, the very first murder they think he did was nineteen sixty-seven, <clears throat> but he wasn't active, and like, like all all the research shows, he was very active from for five months. Seventy nine. There's and more eight. to this than they know. There's much more to this than they know. Absolutely, he's he's probably laughing his way through fucking his prison term. I just wonder if we could find more information, which I don't think we will. It just wasn't publicized. Like and I hate to say that, but you know, and I will admit that he wasn't I, that infamous. I didn't dive into this one as deep as I normally do because I was limited on time. Um, normally I dive. And I deep. I, I did die pretty deep on this, but it, I, I was limited on time because we went out last night. I didn't. I, last night would have been normally the night that I would go back and watch videos. Uh, you know, usually I start my research on a Monday. Well, I mean, from the videos that I watched, it wasn't far off. They didn't really go. They didn't go into like his childhood, like okay. a Jeffrey Dahmer, right? Like you know, well, even. Uh, Dicky Ramirez, our buddy Dicky. Yeah, they went in his childhood. Like his, from, they talked about, you know, his time with his immigrant parents and his probably. time on trial. You know, he'd yeah. come in. He's like a rock star. You know, he's holding up the 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 what's that satanic star? The whatever. pentagram. The pentagram. You know, and, and women are loving him. It's like you. That's what I'm saying. How, how do, Look, the dude has killed people. Yeah, it's like if he was on the other side free, he w- he would fucking rape you and shoot you in the fucking head. Maybe they wanted. I don't know. I hate to say that about any woman, but maybe they asked him for it. It's almost like there's some kind of like ultimate connection between somebody who's famous and infamous. And you know, I like in that kind of like you know, look at all those girls that went nuts and berserk when the Beatles came out, came to America. Oh yeah. It's almost like the same kind of feeling or something like, oh, my God, I can be close to this, you know, infamous person. And I'll get fame and fortune somehow. Because, oh, you're the girl that dated Richard Ramirez? I'm going to call Elvis up and ask him what that was like. <laughs> you should write a book. I think he's still talking to us. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Anyhow, we took on the Torso Killer. We might have to revisit this one. I don't know just anything to revisit. That, that's the problem. If we find any new information, we'll keep you posted. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, Unsolved Mysteries. I'd like to revisit this. I'd like to visit this. I'm telling you, watch watch the series on Netflix. I don't have Netflix anymore, bro. It's a waste of money. I know. You can scroll Netflix for like six hours and you're like, I don't want to watch anything on here. But Fear City was good. Uh, I'm sure it's on something else. 
Oh, here we go again. Starts. Oh. Anywho, we took on New York with Torso Killer. Oh, sorry. Of New York. Uh, now you go take on the world. But be careful while you're doing it. Our podcasts exist because of listeners like you. To find other great shows, head over to the den.show. Thanks for listening. Hold on to that. Welcome back to the shit show 2.0. Okay, boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who who are obviously mentally ill. You want to be my wife? Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick. <laughs>